This is the Wild Wellness Podcast, episode 137, with Erica Zeal, who teaches on neuromuscular fascia and how everything is connected in the body. Why you might be feeling like you're getting stronger but still missing the key to optimal strength. She talks about how we can hold emotion in our bodies and what women who have been pregnant need to know, as well as the steps to processing emotions with physical movement. Here's Erica. Hey everyone, I'm Erica Ziel, a mom of three and a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, certified personal trainer and Pilates instructor, health and nutrition coach, core exercise and pre-postnatal exercise specialist, whose mission is to help women live a healthier life and heal their body through movement, wellness, intuition, and breathwork. I love inspiring women to regain hope, but also to experience true life-lasting results. I am the founder and creator of Core Athletica, the core rehab program, my Knocked Up Fitness prenatal membership, and also my pre-postnatal instructor training course, as well as the host of my Core Connections podcast. And I believe that anything you want to improve about your health and your, your life that you can. I'm so grateful that Jenny invited me to share with all of you about our neurofascial system. So this can be an absolute game changer for improving our health and also improving how our body feels. So a while back, I saw some newer research out by Dr. Robert Schleip, who has been a leading researcher in the area of fascia and was talking more about our neurofascial system. If you're new to the conversation of fascia, I'm so excited that you're here listening today. So the first thing I'm going to answer for all of you is what is fascia, right? So, um, fascia, basically we have one fascia in our entire body, meaning that it is all connected. So when you hear me talking about movement and how everything is connected in the body, like it truly is connected. We cannot just segment one area of the body away from another area of the body. We have these like zigzags that go back and forth and it's all really a result of our fascial network system. Because if you were to take basically, um, the outer layer of fascia, um, off of the body, it would be the entire outline of the entire body. fingers and all. So it's really cool to really start to understand like, oh, if we're really tight and restricted in our right shoulder or our right trap, like maybe you have neck pain, right? And you're like, oh, my, my right side of my neck is always so tight. And you're just constantly getting it worked on, constantly getting your neck worked on, but it, you know, might temporarily feel better, but it's not really going away. But if you've never had anyone look at, say, the left side underneath your scapula, like your lats or that, or look down in your pelvis even, because maybe that left hip is really restrictive. And that's really common. And again, it can be different for every body, everybody, right? Um, but I, I mean, I've been working with um, amazing people for so long and I could do not like time and time again, this whole theory like holds true. There's a zigzag in the body. There's always going to be an opposite reaction in the body. So many times where we feel pain or tightness, that is tightening and causing pain because it's trying to have a counterpole of something else in the body. So this is why I love this work because this is why I'm able to help get my students and my clients get results when they haven't been able to otherwise, because so many times we look at where just the pain is and we actually have to start looking at the body as a whole. So today I want to talk about our neurofascial system, which as you could guess has to do with our nervous system. So the cool thing about fascia is that it goes around 
everything in the body, right? It encapsulates our muscles. It goes through our muscles. It, it wraps around every single nerve um, in our body. And so that's the cool thing. When you start to really work on improving your fascial system of your body, creating more space, improving your posture, well, sometimes that low back pain goes away just strictly because you're creating more space, more support in between the bones of your spine for those nerves to stop being pinched right? Whenever there's like pinchiness going on with nerves, it's, well, there's just not enough space there. And so it's really cool. Like, yeah, it's great to be muscularly strong, um, but we could be muscularly strong and be really like, like, um, pulled inward in our body, right? Instead, we want to really be lengthening through the top of our head, through our body, right? Finding space through our ribs, finding space through our pelvis while also working to become fascially strong in those lengthened positions, right? Posture is such a good example, right? If we spend most of our day rounded forward, well, the fascia is going to form in that direction. But if we spend most of our day really aware of our posture, it is going to lengthen upward and become stronger in a lengthened fashion. Okay. So just kind of that simple explanation more of fascia. Um, so when we start talking about the nervous system, I think it's really cool because this is where I still think there's still so much unknown. We don't know about the body, um, but we're learning more and more all the time. Um, and Dr. Schleip's done an amazing amount of, uh, research and piling this together over the years. And so understanding that, well, because fascia is so intertwined within our nervous system, we have the power to transform so much within our body, um, specifically with our emotions, how we feel and pain and all of that strictly by talking about basically our neurofascial system. So I wanted to read a couple things, um, where, well, first I want to say this, that our nervous system really has the ability to transform how we feel. And I'm going to get into some specifics about that, but I wanted to talk about fascia um, and emotion. So this is where, when we talk about like holding emotion in our fascia, and I still kind of like that statement in the sense, even though it's like, it's not a hundred percent accurate because what it really is, and I'm going to quote, read this here. So quote, the free nerve endings in the fascia of the muscles and organs activate the same area of the brain that helps us perceive emotions and our internal well-being." end quote. Okay. So we can, we, we start to understand like, oh, it's really like the nervous system, right? So if we think we've got an area of the body that is really restricted, um, because of a trauma to the body an injury, um, some sort of a belief or perception that happened. And then there's different areas of our body. We tend to essentially kind of hold them, right? It's more of that, like that nervous system within that area of the body has, the right word is probably like not damaged, but it's been affected. Okay. So I want to read a couple more things, um, with some specific information, which I think is really cool. So, uh, 50% of those free nerve endings can be activated via light mechanical or thermal stimulation, which can trigger a sense of well-being. right? So this is getting into like, think light massage or light myofascial release, um, and this is what I, the deeper I get into all this research, and I remember reading this years ago where I pulled away and stopped doing so much intense, um, myofascial release work because I actually started finding and was reading like, Oh, fascia likes 
gentle. Fascia likes light. It likes to be pliable. It doesn't want to be forced and manipulated, if that makes sense. So this is why inside core rehab, especially like I teach so much and I'm telling more and more of my students and clients, like do more ball work. Okay. Why does that ball work? What work so well? It's because it's so gentle. It's like that light kind of manual stimulation, right? Instead of like, if you know, where you're working with a massage therapist or you're working in person with someone who can have light touch on your body, like that tactile cueing of like, oh, you should feel it here or try to breathe here in your body, try to breathe there in your body, right? That that ball really can help to facilitate that kind of an action. And I always say like, we're never using the ball as a, like, as the tool that's like releasing anything. The ball is really strictly to be very gentle. And I always encourage everybody, and this is a hard thing. And this is like a brain thing we have to do with ourselves, right? Of like, we've kind of been used to like, if you don't feel the pain, it's not doing anything, right? Well, when we start doing ball work, many times you feel like you're not doing anything, but the cool thing about it is what you're doing is you're getting that tactile feedback. For example, I teach, um, I, one of my favorites is where I teach with the ball on the side of the ribs, right? Because so many times we get really locked down in our ribs. The front of the ribs can really be pulling down and inward in our body. Um, and it can contribute to poor posture, neck pain, back pain, the whole shebang, right? Poor pelvic floor dysfunction, all of that. Um, and so when we can use the ball to, whether you're using it against a wall, really gentle, which works great for pregnancy because then we're not putting a lot of stress on our abdominals, um, or we're doing it down on the ground where we have a little bit of that light ball touch in our ribs and we're using some light movement to help to stimulate that wrapping around the ribs. We're using our breath to help to open up that, the deep layers of the fascia. Well, what happens as we work to improve our movement and we improve our breath connection deep inside of our ribs, for example. Well, what we are doing is we're starting to wake up some deeper layers. So we're not just affecting the fascia and musculature from a tissue perspective. We're really also getting into tapping into more of our nervous system. Because if think about it, if we've been stuck in a certain posture for a while or for a long time or there's a certain area of our body that's really tight and restricted. Well, it hasn't get gotten movement. And if you think of the nerve endings through that musculature and through the fascial system there, it hasn't really been stimulated um, for how long, right? And that's why I love breath work specifically for inside of our body. Um, and there's multiple reasons I'm going to hit on that here in a minute, but because we're able to get movement inside of our rib cage, inside of our core through breath stimulation alone that we that is much harder to do with manual work or on the outside, right? And so that's why I love the ball work because it can give your brain, right? Brains like visuals, brain, the brain loves that tactile cueing. So when we use something like the soft gentle ball, um, then it gives our brain something to focus on like, oh, that's where you want my breath to go. Or, oh, that's where you want me to follow that wrapping around from the mid back of my ribs around to the front of my ribs. So then we can start to open and we want those ribs to be able to widen and be able to move and be able to be just more, more pliable, right? Because that's going to be waking up deeper and deeper layers of our fascial network. And our entire body. And then we're going to not be so locked down around our organs. Cause I find that to be really common is, um, especially I, I, I think this is true for, for pretty much anybody, right? If you haven't been moving through the core, through the ribs, through the mid back, through the pelvis, right? You have certain postures or, or whatever it might be, or a past injury, right? That never was really recorrected, um, 
from a balance perspective throughout the body, um, or in pregnancy is a big one, right? Or I see those can be a lot of almost like fascial adhesions on the inside of the pelvis, on the inside of the ribs, because right, well, what happens when we're pregnant, our organs and all that have to go somewhere else. They either go down or they go up and get squished upward. And if after we have babies, we don't work any of that to move it back down. We can get a lot of fascial adhesions stuck kind of up underneath our ribs or stuck on the inside of our pelvis. And so, well, what are some ways that we can do that. We can undo it. We can undo it. Some with some manual work, absolutely. Breath work, the ball work, but the combination of all of it can be really, 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 um, absolutely incredible. Um, and it's really interesting, right? We start talking about pelvis and pelvic floor work and, um, I always say sometimes I feel like this work found me. I didn't go searching for it, but I'm very, feel very grateful that I get to teach what I do because, you know, we're transforming women's lives every single day, not just like improving their life, but full on 180 transformation, right? Getting, helping to get rid of the dysfunction and the pain. Um, and it's not just through the movement. The movement is, the movement is the vessel through which we're able to get a lot of the results, but there's a lot of deeper work that we're doing. And so I'm hoping to help to explain some of that today. So with the pelvis in particular, right? Because think about all the pieces that come together in the pelvis. We have our, you know, our, the bones of the pelvis. We have the the femur that comes up into the hip socket. We have the musculature of the pelvic floor. We have our, our sexual organs, right? We have, um, our other organs, um, we have intestines, we have, and everything in between is just mostly fascia, right? And obviously if we think about, right, we know the, like through the sciatic, you know, there's all the nerves that have to come down that back of the pelvis that go down into the legs, right? And so when things start to get off kilter and we get these oppositions and imbalances in the pelvis, we can start to get a lot of pain and a lot of dysfunction. Um, and so when we can start to recognize that, oh, wow, there's things that we can do to work to rebalance the pelvis, but also recognize as we're starting to stimulate the pelvis in particular, many times I hear from women like, Erica, I just, I started doing pelvic tilts and I, you know, I just felt the need to cry. And I always encourage, like if you're feeling those emotions coming up, like express them in a very healthy, um, gentle, appropriate way, because that's typically your body's showing up something that's like ready to move on and get rid of. And so that's like the brain piece of needing to process whatever it is that's coming up for you. Even if you don't know why, then that then in turn also goes up to the brain and helps to positively affect, right? So it's like there's signals going back and forth from our body to our brain, from our brain to our body. So we can't always say, oh, it's all the brain or it's all the body. It's never just one or the other. But I do think that understanding basically this neurofascial system, right, which is all intertwined throughout our entire body and our nervous system helps us to get an even, just a deeper sense of how how much of an effect our body also has on our brain. Um, so this is where like, you know, just, you know, being more active on a daily basis, you don't have to be like, go do crazy, crazy workouts, but this is why just, you know, doing some light working out on a daily basis, going for walks in nature, um, paying more attention to your posture 
can really have such a positive effect on your overall quality of life and can start to really lessen aches and pains and hopefully eventually get rid of them for you. And that's what I teach you to do step-by-step inside core rehab. And over the years, I mean, it started as strictly more of a movement program. And then over the years, I started learning more of this and I started really recognizing like, wow, we get even better results when I encourage my students and my clients to really visualize what it is they want, to try to create that feeling, to recognize when those emotions are coming up for you, that we got to allow them to be released, right? Because I don't know about you, but I've definitely been there in the past and I feel like so many of you are like me and this is like, it's like we tend to want to hold and like just shove things deep inside of us and keep forging forward in our life. But at some point, there comes a point where we have to be like, oh wait, maybe this is showing up for a reason because it's time for me to actually release it and move on with my life because it's standing in my way. It's affecting my nervous system. That's the biggest message today is like, oh, if we're not processing some of these emotions or all of them that are really coming up for us, um, it's a big piece that can be really triggering our nervous system and staying in that fight or flight more and triggering pain in the back because we're like not processing the emotions coming up. And so the first step to all of this is you just have to be more aware of what you're feeling within your body. And everyone is at a different place, right? With that, right? Some of you have much more body awareness than others. And some of that just is a natural thing for you and others, you have to work more on it. But at the end of the day, with everything they do, we do with our body, being kind to yourself, bringing that awareness to what is coming up for you and getting rid of the judgment. Anytime you recognize that you're like, oh wow, I just judged myself for basically being hard on myself. Like you judge yourself for judging yourself kind of thing, right? Like you've got to let that go. We have got to stop judging ourselves, right? It's not about being perfect. It's about starting to recognize like, oh wow, I recognize I got really stressed or something triggered me. And maybe instead of, you know, the next time that happens, like talk yourself through that scenario of how could I do that differently next time? I could maybe take a deep breath in and recognize that that had nothing to do with me. That was all that other person. Just an example, right? Like there's some, and sometimes the situations are just within ourselves. We, too, we sometimes can put too much pressure on ourselves to like, feel like we've got to get all these things done during our day or whatever it might be. When ultimately like really take a step back and really evaluate what is going on within your body. What are you truly feeling in your body? Even if you're like, but Erica, I feel pain. Like I get it. I feel pain. Okay. Well, is it truly pain that you're feeling? And this is a weird question and you may have to ponder this for a bit, but I'm not saying there's not pain there. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that at all, but I am going to challenge you all to the pain that might be showing up for you. Are there emotions that are lingering holding that there because you're not processing them, right? How many times do you ever just feel like, man, I'd like to take a, I'd like to just cry right now, but I can't. I'm either in front of my kids or I'm doing this or I'm doing that. I just like, whatever. We don't want to deal with it. It's like more painful to deal with the emotion than to not deal with the emotion. But what if us actually dealing with it then helped us to like our life to just be a little bit calmer as we start to work through things? right? So this is where we have to be, bring so much awareness to what is going on within our body, not just what is our brain telling our body. Mm, That's a big thing because so many times our logical brain can want to tell ourselves, oh, but we're fine. We're fine. We're fine. And maybe you are fine. And, 
or whatever you might be telling yourself, just be aware of it, but recognize like, am I actually addressing the physical as well within the body? So doing more breath work, taking some time to do some light ball work. And this is the thing. And I deal with this all the time, especially in core rehab. I have students, clients who are like, but this, I don't feel like this is doing anything for me. Like it's not hard enough. That's a brain thing. That's your brain telling your body like, well, if you're not sweating and you're not feeling the burn, then you're not working hard enough. You're not burning the calories. You're not going to get to your goals. The reality is you working super hard and burning all those calories actually might've been getting in your way of getting the results because many times I'd like to say almost all the time, especially if this is work you have never done before. That's the big key piece, especially if you've never done this work before, is that when we take a step back, we slow down, we work on our body, we do the lighter, gentle work, and we gradually work ourselves back into our more intense practice, guess what? You connect better, you become stronger, your breathing improves, you're less stressed. Stress is a big piece. I think about stress. If you're really stressed, it's not just the brain that you're noticing it in. It's really a lot of it's coming from the body because we hold that in our, that tension, right? And think about what does tension do on the body? Does it make you feel good and relaxed? Heck no, right? So you're getting those signals. The nervous system is all like on fire, right? It's so really stimulated and we've got to work to calm it down. And that's where I believe a lot of this light, gentle work, the ball work, the breath work, all of that can be so powerful. But I want to leave you all with this last thought today is what do you want for your body, for your health and for your life? Because at the end of the day, no one can want to live a healthier life or get rid of the pain or dysfunction more than you. If it's not you that truly wants it, it's harder to get there, right? That's like the beliefs that we have. I've always said, and I've shared this before, like I have this belief that I'm you know, I'm continuing to get stronger and healthier than ever before. And I would say that that's absolutely the case, right? There's things in the past. I could have just let them say like, Oh, this is it. This is going to be, this is the best your life is going to get. But I don't believe that. And I don't believe that for any one of you either, but you also have to believe it for yourself. There's a lot of science out there to help back all this up. I hope you got so much out of this episode. Be sure to click the link in the description wherever you're listening to the podcast or go to jennyholbert.com forward slash 137, the number of this episode, to get Erica's free pelvic floor guide, as well as where to connect with her and find out more about her programs and her podcast. If you still have questions from this episode, we would both love to hear from you. You can also find links there to connect with us on Instagram and send us a message or leave it as a review on the podcast. If you have questions or things that you took away from this episode, we'd love to hear. Thank you for being here, for listening, for sharing this episode with someone who you think would benefit. Be sure to hit subscribe before you go so you don't miss any future episodes. And until we chat again, my friend, go live your one wild life.